podcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the tune in radio app. And I'm Lyle Southwell, and this is Monglish. And you're listening to Faith FM Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. Yep. Lyle. Yes. I'm extremely delighted to tell you that you've been had by Rashan from Paraka, South Australia, who has answered the quiz before you did. Yeah, yeah, Double yeah. Double prizes yeah, for Rashan. Congratulations. The number was. Do you have one last guess at it? I'll have one, one, one last guess. You're not going to evade this, guys. Now you have it right, but you're too late. Rashan's got double prizes. It is the number six. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to dive straight into another quiz. Uh, no stopping now. Uh, let me just see. Did we do this one? Yes, we did that one yesterday. Okay. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Ow, ooh. What city am I? How about that? What city am I? Clue number one. Demetrius, the silversmith who made shrines of Artemis, dwelt here. Oh, that one's just too easy. Oh, is it, Lyle? Yeah, is it really? Why aren't you writing yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't you writing then, huh? It's the e- easy Go on. peasy. Go on. Write it down. It's not even worth writing down. It's so easy. You don't even know what it is. Double prizes are up for grabs right now. Give us a call. <laughs> 1-800-FAITH-FM. 1-800-324-843. Lyle is so unsure. Anytime Lyle 100% knows it, he doesn't talk. He just writes it down immediately. It's when he says, oh, I know what that is, and then hesitantly tries to guess that he often gets it wrong. Yes. Well, I just wrote it down correctly. So You did, yes. but only just. I saw you, write, <laughs> you wrote the first letter. You're looking at me kind of scared. Like, am I going in the right direction? <laughs> Clearly, there were some of the options lurking in the back of your brain. Give us a call. If you know uh, do, what city it was, a Demetrius the silversmith who made the shrines of Artemis was living. Yeah, no, that one's actually an easy one. Anyway, um, yeah, famous city. Um, okay, Have you so been there? no, I haven't. Neither me. <clears throat> Have you been to the country that it's in? I don't even know what country it's in. Have you been to the continent that it's in? Actually, you know what? There's no way. You've never been to the continent that it's in. You have to. Well, it, it depends on how you're slicing up your continents. I hate any questions involving continents. Hands are so multiple. Hands are so multiple. This is melted. Continents are a, a subject that has melted uh, Mon's brain, just for the record. I just, I just, I hate it when there's like one question and then there's like 50 million different answers to it. If we could just all cohesively decide what are the continents and then just have one answer for all time, that would be great. But yeah. This is not great. Are you right there, Lyle? You're just ripping the studio apart. Is that better for you? Different headset? Don't know. Let me try it. Yeah, it's definitely better. Definitely okay. improvement. Okay. All right. <coughs> for some reason, that other headset's just absolute rubbish. Um, don't know why. It was working so perfectly back at the office, back at the studio. But anyway, here we are in Raymond Terrace Mission, for those of you who might be wondering why, and we are doing um, our transmission from here for the next three weeks. In fact, that's the last three weeks of the breakfast show. Um, where it will be indefinitely suspended. Um, you know, we are looking for various ways forward if we can uh, find them. But um, yeah, that's the very, very sad news as it oh, is. Oh, I've at the been moment. to this country. You have been to that country? Yeah, it was the first country I went to outside of Australia. <laughs> you started there? I started there. It's kind of yeah. a random place to start, a little bit, slightly random place to start. Mm. Not terribly, but. Wait, hang on. Not the first place that a person usually goes to. Oh, hang on, time. no, sorry, <clears throat> sorry. I, it's annoying me, so I had to Google it. I can't not Google geography questions. Um, okay, no, I think I was confused about what it says about the city. I haven't been to this country. Okay, 
Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at what I've just Googled and how the first couple of words mentions a culture, and I thought you meant that country, which is the first country I've been to. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> okay, so have you been to that country? I have not been to the country where it's located, but I have been to the country which has the same language that they speak. Okay, so this uh, particular country is very, very high on my bucket list. Same. Extremely high. A yep. little bit volatile from time to time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but still, still super high on my bucket list somewhere I want to go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we need to get into our Bible study, our 20 million movement. Um, and so let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 7. That's our start off Bible verse for today. Let's see what this passage has to say. That's a different Bible mod. Where'd they find that one? I don't know. Producer Shul just handed it to me. Oh, I see. There's, there's actually a whole pile of them over there. Oh, there is. Oh, yes, yeah, See, that's what happens when you transmit out of a church lots of bibles Bibles. from. (laughs) i mean surprisingly maybe not surprisingly wait what are we in oh ecclesiastes i'm in the wrong i'm looking oh here we go i was in the new testament in the wrong place ecclesiastes chapter three and verse seven i'm still thinking about geography you and i are very easily distracted by anything geographic we are yeah yes Okay, okay. We had Eater on here before, and now my mind is just... <laughs> Denmark. Denmark, 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 <laughs> more Denmark. I sat at Geography... That is not I sat where ge- that city is from, by the way. I sat at Geography... Did you say Copenhagen? I said that's where that city oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's the not, quiz city is not, not from, from Denmark. Yeah, it's Denmark. not, not. I sat at Geography exam earlier this week, and I accidentally wrote down that Kuala Lumpur was the capital of Singapore. I'm, ha- I'm, having a, I'm having a hard time living with myself, to be honest, right now. <laughs> I, I just blanked. And usually when I blank, I'm like, the best thing to not look stupid is to just leave the answer blank. But instead, I was grabbing at stores and <laughs> KL. Oh, anyway, anyway, okay, let's not focus on that. Ecclesiastes. No, no, I want to focus no, no, no. on that. I think we should go there. <laughs> no, no, no. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 7. Okay, and- you, need to, you need to take particular note of this verse, Mon. In light of yesterday's um, (laughs) exam. A time to tear and a time to sew. A time to keep silence. Okay, a time to do what? Keep silence. (laughs) And a time to speak. Okay. Um, Some wise words there? Very wise words. Um, So there's a time to tear down and a time to sew. Um, A time to keep silent and a time to speak. Do you think we... Which one do we do, do too much of? Tearing down and speaking. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Do we combine those together sometimes, do you think? Yes, sometimes the speaking so, is the tearing down. Yeah. Although some, we often stay silent and we should be speaking. In the what, whole, like, if you're not part of the solution, <laughs> you're contributing to the problem kind of a thing. Yeah, what kind of scenarios uh, are we When atrocities happen off? around the world and we don't say something. Like, I'm still, I'm still flabbergasted at how silent Australia is being um, in the face of what's happening in China. It still irks and me Yemen. no end. And, yeah, and basically every other pocket on the planet. Okay, so we've got a couple of examples there. So in China, you've got, what, two million people that have been thrown into concentration camps simply because of their faith in God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been just over the last year or so. And Australia is doing nothing, nothing. about it um, because we are just totally addicted to cheap t- Chinese products. It's not a time to be silent. It's definitely a time to speak. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it worries me when... Um, you know, and we speak up about all the wrong things. You know, say for instance, when um, the whole Israel Falau thing broke, right. and we were so k- 
keen to speak up. You know, the whole of Australia was so keen to speak up on that subject. Uh-huh. And Qantas was so keen to speak up on that subject. And yet Qantas is sponsored by or has partnerships, financial partnerships with countries that execute homosexuals. Yeah. You know, literally execute them just because they're homosexual. And so, you know, you find that speaking and being silent is very, very selective. In Yemen, you have more people starving to death mm. right now than starved to death in, you know, Ethiopia back in the, in the, uh, in the 1980s when we had, you know, the Ethiopian um, famine became legendary around the world and people were trying to do whatever they could around the world to help out. And now you've got massive, massive famines. You know, children just dying every day by the score and we just never hear about it in our media. It's not reported. Nobody cares. Nobody's interested. We are very, very selective about what we speak up about and what we don't speak up and about. And we're too slow. I mean, look, look at the UN, how the UN responded to the, gen- uh, the genocide in Rwanda. By the time the UN finally got its butt into gear and did what it was supposed to do. It was all over. And millions of people were slaughtered. Yeah. Millions in one tiny little country. It was like, do you know what? You should have Speeding spoken up a lot faster. Moving at the speed of an iceberg. Yeah, so definitely time to speak and definitely time to keep silent. And you need to be careful about which is which. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and, you know, finding that right balance I don't think is simple for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and finding our voice to speak up. And I don't know, Mon, you have uh, been finding somewhat of a voice recently in relationship to smoking. Dude, I did it again yesterday, and I did it to two people at the same time. I'm like, I'm so, to- once you do the first one, it is like easy peasy lemon squeezy. You just walk out there, you up the friendliness, and you're like, hi, girls, just want to let you know it's illegal for you to smoke here. You need to be four meters away from any awning. That smoke is drifting inside. There's babies in there. There's people who have asthma. There's mothers. And you just like, you just like add on how bad it is for all the other people. And then like one of them like looked a bit stroppy, but didn't say anything and she just walked off. But most of the time they just apologize and, and they say, you know, they're, they're nice about it. They know that what they're doing is wrong. So, yeah, I've become a vigilante. So, vi- vigilante Mon. So, what, watch out if you are doing the wrong thing anytime Don't when be smoking nothing Mon near nothing. is around, else um, the monster will come out. <laughs> yeah, the monster will come out. You're scaring the kids now, Lyle. <laughs> You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we need to find that balance and uh, we need to find it prayerfully. We need to take it to God. Um, at times, we need to send up that prayer sort of instantly and then speak because, or not speak because, you know, you get caught in the moment and we need wisdom in the moment. Other times, you get the opportunity to be able to actually sit and think about what it is that you're going to be saying, what it is that you're not going to be saying. But it's important uh, to be, you know, to speak up, and particularly when it comes to the oppressed, being a voice for the voiceless, and trying to overcome evil with good. And it's one of the reasons why we've been speaking up on the abortion issue here, which in New South Wales is a major issue right now. Uh, Gladys Berejiklian has basically declared war on women by um, legalizing gender selection abortions. You know, amongst a whole raft of other things, but these, you know, the, the unborn are a voiceless part of our community, and we need to be speaking up uh, about, you know, that particular issue, along with a whole bunch of other um, issues of people who are oppressed or who simply just do not have a voice. Isn't it flabb- flabbergasting that nowadays, I mean, I guess always, speaking up can sometimes be deadly for yourself. How many people in history have spoken up and been killed because they spoke out? Yeah. 
That has happened um, way, way too many times. And we can be thankful that we don't live in that kind of a country. It's very, very don't rare. We? That, it's very rare that somebody dies in this country right. for speaking up. But their livelihoods can be taken from them. Oh, very, very, mm-hmm. very easily. Yeah, absolutely. You can, be, you can certainly be targeted by speaking up for what is right here in this country. And uh, yeah. You can lose everything. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> do you think, and this is an opinion question, Mon, do you think that as a church mm. we have erred on the side of too much silence? Yes. Okay, give me some examples. Oh, I was thinking about this recently. I was wondering what context was it. I, yeah, I, oh, I don't want to say that getting into trouble, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a valid point. I guess yeah. the Radio Faith FM is, uh, I, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I was, I, I was intending to that question to be broadly, uh, based, you know, as a Christian church. Right. So rather yeah. than, um, targeting, you know, okay. Mait- and let, let Maitland me, Seventh Day Adventist Church. Well, not necessarily Maitland, I just meant like this conference, but I guess, I guess as, the the church or any church really should be forefront in Has Christianity up. been too slow Exactly. In Christianity up. needs to be the f- forefront. They need to be like a beacon, like a lighthouse. They need to be clear about what they what they teach, what they believe, what you know, what the beliefs are. And they need to be the first ones out the gate to say, No, that's not great. They need to be that. And I think that there are some issues that we speak up on more than others, and I don't think that's a great idea. So, for instance, if we if we look at the issues that we've just been talking about, you know, in the United States and places like that, you have lots of Christians who are very quick and very happy to speak up on the issue of abortion mm-hmm. uh, from a Christian perspective. You have lots of Christian churches who are, um, you know, willing to do that, but we hear nothing coming from them about the uh, loss of religious liberty in China and two million, you know, Chinese being thrown into concentration camps because of their faith in God. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, they're not Christians, so why should we worry about it? Mm. Do you think it's a little bit of that comes through, or yeah. do you think it's just a lot of ignorance as to what's actually taking place in our world? Oh, I think it's both. I think I think when people in first world countries have their nice little cushy lives, I mean, and have their own stresses, you know, got to pay their own bills and do this and do that, and they sort of lose sight of situations around them. It's very easy. Yeah. So, um, and of course, the, it's the the Muslim population in China, and and. and the Islam as a religion is, you know, somewhat on the nose these days because of what takes place right. in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So you have people who are a lot less inclined to, inclined mm-hmm. to speak up about it. And yeah. you go to Yemen. It's like, well, why should we worry about Yemen? There's just, you know, there's a bunch of Muslims there. And, you know, the, once again, troubles in the Middle East. We expect there to be troubles in the Middle East. They are not, you know, a part of our community so why should we speak up about them? And the reality is we should be speaking up just as loudly about these people and their issues as our own issues that are taking place right in our own backyard. Mm-hmm. We need to have balance in the way that we speak up and also balance in, the, in, in when and how we remain silent. I think, uh, you know, what you just touched on there with, um, you know, the Muslim and the Islamic community and people not wanting to sort of vouch for them because of them being on the nose with the stuff. Going on. I think this is when it comes down to knowing what your principles are and sticking to them. So if you, you know, as a principle that every person should be able to believe that which they want to believe in peace, irrespective of whether or not within their own community they have some extremists who are making the rest of them look bad, you still need to stick to your principles, and that is that people should be allowed to believe what they want to believe. People need to know what their, what their principles Absolutely. are. Absolutely. We, we need to stand up for religious liberty and for people to um, make their own um their own decisions. Choices, yeah. So Christians have often been have often uh, talked about you know being the hands and the feet of Jesus. Mm. 
um, you know, and that's talking about you know practical service for others, you know, as Jesus would have us to do. Um, but we are not just the um, the 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 hands and the feet of Jesus, but we are also the uh, voice of Jesus to speak up on behalf of those that uh, do not have a voice. That's kind of scary being the voice of Jesus and just some of the stupid things Christians say. <laughs> it is indeed. It is indeed. It can be embarrassing on occasions. It's like, ooh, yeah, really? You said that? <laughs> yeah. um, so once again, this is one of those situations where we do need to spend a significant amount of time in prayer. Okay, so let's go to Isaiah chapter 58. Mon, we've got a bunch of verses here to read. We'll get you to start in verse 1. Isaiah chapter 58. This is a great chapter. I like the whole chapter. It really puts a whole bunch of things in perspective. It talks about our influence. It talks about our actions. It talks about our voice. Um, and, of course, it directs us to God and uh, to the Sabbath there at the end of that chapter. Uh, what have you got for us there, Mon? Isaiah chapter 58, starting in verse 1. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of the wickedness and to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Okay, let's stop there for a moment. There's a great passage we've got right mm. here. And I love the way that it starts. Yeah. Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Is this a passage that calls us to silence? No. Is this a passage that uh, calls us, you know, when you see something wrong being done within Christianity that, you know, we just simply should just stay quiet about it and pray? No, it's used the word trumpet. Trumpets are like <laughs> notoriously loud. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you have a neighbor who does trumpet practice every day, then you will understand what it means Mm -hmm. uh, for how notoriously loud a trumpet can be. Okay, so we've got, um, you know, it starts out, it says, cry aloud and spare not. What does that mean? That's kind of old English. Uh, Spare not, uh, like don't hold back. Don't hold back. Just cry out and and, and go hard on this one. All right, but then it talks about a bunch of things, a bunch of good things that uh, that they're doing. It says, show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. The Bible is talking about God's church here. Okay. The Bible says that we should cry aloud and spare not and lift up our voice like a trumpet to show the sins of God's church. Mm-hmm. What was interesting when we had David Asherick on here the other day, how he was talking about the corruption of Christianity and how so many people in the world are so... Um, devastated and angry and upset by the corruption of Christianity. And then he goes on to point out that should we be surprised? Should this be something that we do not expect? Because hasn't the Bible prophesied that Christianity will become incredibly corrupt at the end of time? 
Absolutely, it has. Absolutely, it has. <clears throat> and uh, and so, yeah, we we do need to cry aloud, spare not, and lift up our voice like a trumpet to declare the sins of our own religion. The Bible goes on. It says uh, in verse two, "Yet they seek me daily, and delight to know my ways." And so you've got a lot of really positive things here that are being said, and sort of you wonder why, you know, God is calling for them to, you know, speak against the church when the church is doing so much positive things in the world. He cries in the corner where nobody sees He's the kid with the story no one would believe He prays every night Dear God, won't you please Could you send someone here who will love me?
Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Faith FM. This is An Encounter with God section. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. But before we get to the clue for the quiz, just a correction that the opening of the famous juice bar here has been postponed, or do I have it wrong? One of the two. It is on Monday, not today. Oh, what? Yes. Well, actually, that just gives us, gives us more time to taste more juice. Absolutely. Juice this is an advantage. <laughs> yeah, so it's called New Start Juice. It's on the main drag here in Raymond Terrace. Come check it out Monday. It's going to be a great event. Um, they'd better have some juice ready for us. Yeah, so we're broadcasting from Raymond Terrace in case you missed it, and we will be here until the 11th of October. And that is because we will be live broadcasting the prophetic code that Lawson and myself will be presenting here on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Tuesday evenings from 6 o'clock. So stay tuned for that. Uh, first week in the North, South, North New South Wales region and from thereafter across Australia. But Mon, give us another clue for our quiz. Okay, what city am I? The Jews and the Gentiles in this city were seized with fear after hearing how a demon attacked the seven sons of Sceva. It's, what, it's, it's just the best story ever. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's actually a very serious story. But a kind of, for a really serious story that is about, you know, demonic power and the power that demons have, mm. um, it just has this um, interesting twist to it that okay. for some reason, it's one of those poetic justice kind of stories. Oh, I see, I see. Um, yeah, a little bit of <clears throat> instant karma. I think everyone's reaching for their device right now going, what's this story about uh, the demons and the seven sons? The seven of sons Skiva. of Skiva. And, of course, you will find the answer to what city am I if you go and look for the seven sons of Skiva and you can call through and a prize will be coming your direction. Mon, we were in Isaiah chapter 58. And in Isaiah chapter 58, we read about a lot of good things that the people are doing. Yes. Okay. So let's go back there and we find the Bible says, it begins by saying in verse 2, you seek me daily. Is that a good thing for Christians to do? 100%. Okay, so that's that's 100% good. Um, and delight to know my ways. 110%. Like heaps, heaps. Okay, so that's good. Um, let me see what else here. As a nation, so corporately. Even better. Yep. Uh, that did righteousness, righteousness and forsook not the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. Is that a good thing? Yes. Yep. They take delight in approaching to God. Oh, better and better. You kind of start to wonder what the problem here yeah, is, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we'll what is the problem? Because it's just been preceded by cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my church, my people, their sins. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, and then after having said all those good things, the people say, we have fasted and you're not seeing it. Why have we afflicted our souls? And you do not listen. Uh, what does it go on to say in the end of verse 2? End of verse 2, it says, they, they take, what do they take delight in approaching God? End of verse 2. End of verse 3, sorry. And I was going to say, what? <laughs> yeah. In, in fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. What do you think that's talking about? Exploitation? Uh-huh. Of the people that they're in charge of. So why are they fasting then? What's their motivation for fasting here? I guess they're fasting to for for for, for evil purposes, for evil gains. This is a this is what you find as you go through this passage is this is an external religion. It's not a heart religion. Okay. They are doing all of these things, but for the wrong reasons. 
Mm-hmm. They're doing all of these things, but their heart is not connected with God, and their heart needs to be connected with God. He's like, hey, you're doing all the right things, but you don't actually have a personal connection. And because of that, uh, while you're doing the right things, you're actually doing some wrong things because you're exploiting people in the background. And while you might look good on the outside, you're pretty rotten on the inside. Mm. Do you think we, uh, we, we often talk about the Pharisees, they're a bit that way as well, a lot that way? Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much a thing of the past, right? No, doesn't worry. exist in I Christianity was, anymore? I was just thinking, man, this sounds like us today. We go through emotions, we go to church, we go corporately to church, you know, we go through the motions, we warm those pews. Do we actually have a relationship with God, though? Okay, <clears throat> which is a... Uh, a most valid question right there. Let's continue on from there and let's look at some of the uh, other things. Behold, in verse 4, you fast for what reason? Uh, to, ooh, to make your voice heard on high? Let me read verse 4 for you from my translation. It says, say, Behold, you fast for strife and debate. Oh, okay. So what's actually going on here, do you think? It sounds like, like on a whole, they're basically using their powers for evil instead of their powers for good. Yeah, so if you think it a little bit like this, you had uh, your left wing, which was your Sadducees, you had your right wing, which was your Pharisees, and they both kind of hated each other. Uh, nothing much has changed there. They would fight against each other. They bo- both believed that uh, each other was right mm-hmm. and the other was wrong. And so like, well, that's it. I'm going to prove that we are right and you are wrong, so I'm going to fast more than you fast. <laughs> that is so crazy. It's like a little kid, you know. Yeah. I want my way, so I'm going to hold my breath. There's a little one-upmanship here. The old holding breath tantrum. Yeah, who who can be the most holy? It's crazy. And uh, the holding breath ha- tantrum, by the way, is the, the uh, is the best one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like great. You do that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> because they can't yell, they can't scream, and it's 100 percent curable. Yeah, and if they pass out. Little peace and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Only for a moment. Yeah. Only for a moment. <clears throat> Until the body just takes back over again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fist of wickedness. Smiting is definitely a word we need to bring back into the English language. Um, you shall not fast as you do this day to make your voice to be heard on high. Okay, so here what we have is a situation where, yeah, they fast a lot, but they fast so that they can tell everybody that they are fasting. Mm. That's their main motivation for fasting. Is They're not doing to, it to look good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. To, uh, you know, to be able to proclaim, oh, I am fasting. Just in case you didn't know, yeah. uh, let me explain. I'm not eating today because I'm fasting today because mm-hmm. I'm righteous and I'm holy. And, you know, there's all these implications come through that they are trying to um, communicate. <clears throat> so much here in these verses. Uh, verse 5, Is it such a fast that I have chosen, a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes unto him and call this a fast and the acceptable day of the Lord? So not only were they fasting, but they would look downcast, they would put a sad look on their face, they would hang their head low. Um, they would make sure everybody knew, knew just how mm-hmm. much they were suffering. I am suffering today. I'm suffering on God's behalf. And God's like, this is not the kind of fast I'm looking for. This is not, this is not uh, you know, doing anything positive for your spirituality. And then he goes on. He says, okay, this is the fast that I want. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? 
Verse 6, why don't you read for us, Mon? Let's read the fast that God wants, the kind of fast that he wants us to participate in. Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him, and you hide not yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard, and you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Mon, take us through the kind of fast that God wants us to participate in. Oh, you want to loose the bonds of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, break every yoke, share your bread with hungry, um, take care of the poor, cover the naked, and uh, hide, your not, hide yourself from your own flesh. Okay, so when you look at that particular passage, you see there's quite a list of things that God gives us to do that are actually a whole lot better than fasting. Mm-hmm. And that is practical hands, feet, and voice of Jesus Christ. For her to see himself and me and you Who will be Jesus to her Who will show the love that's commanded in his word Will she see in us the mighty God we serve Who will be Jesus to her Wounded people When they look at us, do they see Jesus there? Who will be Jesus to them? Who will show the love that restores them again? They do not need a judge, they need a friend. Hearts is a free community craft program for kids aged 1 to 5 designed to encourage growth and creativity through Bible stories. 
Join us each Tuesday during the school term from 9.30 till 11am at the Senior Citizens Hall, 401 Warburton Highway, Wandon North. For more information or to register, go to happyhandsart.com.au forward slash happyhearts or contact Patricia on 0425 854 516. That's 0425 854 516. Happy Hearts. Free fun for kids and the mess stays with us. (laughs) Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown maybe, long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Back guys, it's come time for question of the daytime. Before we jumped into it, I just wanted to uh, read a couple of testimonies here. Um, we do appreciate the messages of support that have been coming in. Um, of course, the breakfast show will be uh, suspended indefinitely, um, and uh, in, that will be October eleven. And uh, yeah, there was just I just wanted to share this one. This is a, a uh, where did it where did it disappear to? It disappeared to here, to here, to here. Here it is. This is just a, a, a really amazing testimony that um, I just wanted to share with you all. This is, um, I served 18 years in the Australian Army for 18 years. Uh, yeah, In 2000, I was deployed to East Timor for the last 19 years. I have really struggled with PTSD. I abused my wife and children verbally and physically and abused myself with alcohol. In 2006, I started giving my heart to Jesus and was baptized in 2007. Praise God. Now my wife and I love and care for each other very much. And our 32nd wedding anniversary is next month. Congratulations. Um, we have a very close and loving family. My last suicide attempt was in 2007. By God's love and grace, we now have such a better and happier life. Praise our Lord God. Amen. This is a great testimony. Great the last couple of months have been very tough for me with PTSD. One of my um, enjoyments, something that helps me with my PTSD is Faith FM's Breakfast show, often laughing out loud. So just uh, wasn't that an awesome Praise testimony the Lord. right there? Wow. Yeah, we've had a few other. Um, Man, I am humbled. God is God is good. God is good that Amen. He can use us. 
Um, Steve has wrote in to state that the breakfast show is his favourite thing in the world and gets him connected oh, to God bless. in the morning um, on his drive to work. And his wife uh, listens and loves it too. And they often have uh, great discussions about uh, about it. He wants to start a fundraiser. He says he'll pledge $1,000. And if 90 other people can pledge that, then uh, that should be enough to cover it. I don't know whether that's enough to cover it or not. But, um, yeah, really appreciate the, uh, wouldn't that cover? <laughs> the, the support there. We've got uh, several more messages coming in. But... Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's nice to hear testimonies, and particularly that testimony about um, you know from that particular individual who was in the army, and God has done just amazing things in his life, and we you know we we're privileged to play a small role in that. Question of the day. Well, before we get to that, Lyle, quiz. Yes. What city am I? This is clue number three. Believers who had once practiced sorcery in this city publicly confessed evil deeds and burned their magic scrolls. Isn't that... That goes along with our story. This I didn't we plan were, that. I we didn't were. plan that. <laughs> Biblical evidence that that is A-OK to do. Okay, so, so we were talking about iconoclasts in the outback in the Kimberley this morning burning um, objects of uh, traditional worship. And the controversy that that is creating, but there's actually a biblical this, precedent yeah, for it. I wonder if this caused some controversy back then when that happened. Anyway. I can imagine it would have done. <laughs> ruffled a few feathers. Lyle, it is indeed time for question of the day. And for the first time ever in Faith FM Breakfast Show history, I don't even know what the question is. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you, Mon? I went for a little strolly stroll because we're in a new area and we're on like a main drag and there's like all little cute little cafes and stuff. So and Mon I wa- went exploring. I wandered into while the one song was playing, and I ordered something, and I'm still waiting for it to be finished making. And so as it was occurring, I was like, I have a feeling I'm about to be back on air, <laughs> and I just made it back in time, but I missed all the conversation in between. So, uh, what's the question of the day, Lyle? Uh, question of the day is, what does the word Nephilim mean? That's an excellent question. I hope so you're we, asking we, me we, because I have no idea. Okay. So, the word Nephilim is found in Genesis chapter 6, and we'll just turn over there very, very quickly, the story of the flood, Noah and the flood. Uh, Genesis chapter 6, let's read the uh, history of uh, what takes place here. It came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not always strive with flesh, strive with man for he is flesh. His days will be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown or Nephilim as it puts it in some translations. And so there are some here at this particular point who theorize that the Nephilim were a crossbreed of human beings and angels. So evil angels, followers of Satan, um, bred with the daughters of men. And of course, um, that is not what took place because the Bible says that angels do not uh, do that. They do not, uh, um, they, they, they do not marry or give in marriage. The uh, Bible says in heaven we will be like the angels. And so this is something that, an- that angels simply do not do. When it comes to understanding the Bible, you should always look for the obvious and not for the obscure. That's a principle of biblical interpretation. The Bible tells us exactly who the sons of God are. And we can get a very clear biblical definition from it um, if we simply flick over to 1 John chapter 3 
And why is First John missing from my Bible? Here it is. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. The Bible says that converted people are the sons of God. In contrast to that, the sons of men are unconverted people. And so you simply have um, crossbreeding here, not between angels and humans, but between converted people and unconverted people. We still see that same kind of thing happening today. And the Bible goes on to say that there were Nephilim in the land in those days, giants. That's what we would expect uh, back in the day. Everything was bigger back in the day. Megafauna, megaflora. And so that's exactly what we'd expect that human beings were bigger as well. Yeah. 
blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy unchanging love. Welcome back, guys. It's come to the end of our show. We're about to give something away. Just wanted to read a, a couple of encouraging messages because we just we love our listeners and we love what you have to say. Um, Julie says, Lyle and Mon are keeping me company in the morning. So, uh, Julie, we enjoy your company as well here on The Breakfast Show. Michael uh, from Kurumbong says, The Breakfast Show is the best thing that the church has done for us in a long time. And, uh, yeah, so we're, we're really excited to, um, to know that there are people out there that love and support the program. That's um, just a blessing. Anyway, um, Mon. We oh, are, let me give you one last clue. One last clue. Okay, 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 okay. okay, what city am I? One of Paul's epistles is addressed to the church in this city. And Paul wrote to the church in this city and told them to put on the armor of God. Okay. That's the church that that, that little whole armor uh-huh. of God analogy went to. So give us a call. That's still open. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Also the same number if you want to call and get the free giveaway today. We're giving away a copy of The Great Controversy by E.G. White. We're talking today about speaking up, speaking for God, you know, how dangerous that can be, um, you know, and the dangers of staying silent. And The Great Controversy has an incredible history of people who spoke up for God, um, who gave their lives, um, who spoke up for the right thing. Incredible uh, faith-affirming, faith-building book. Call us right now. You can get a free copy of that, uh, The Great Controversy by E.G. White. Lyle, just to remind our listeners one last time, they can come tonight to the Raymond Terrace Mission. Uh, Lawson and Lyle, Lawson prophetic and Lyle, code right preaching here. Preaching live here at our location. Just Google Seventh-day Adventist Church in Raymond Terrace and you'll find it on your Google Maps. Very easy to find. Uh, starts at 6.30, I think you said? 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. Come at 6 o'clock. There'll be food. Lyle will be doing the first, the first presentation and Lawson will be doing the second presentation or the other way around. I got the first two. I got the First, and then there's gonna be like snacks in between, free snacks, free like yeah, food and water. It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be great. Just come. It's free. Come along. Uh, have a great time. Meet the breakfast show. And if crew you're somewhere else life. in the country, just uh, tune, tune in. in. Tune in this this radio station, uh, six thirty tonight. Have a blessed weekend. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled Believe also in me In my Father's house are many mansions If it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you If I go and prepare a place for you I will come again Let not your heart be troubled, ye believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, if I go and prepare a place for you. I will come again Let your heart be troubled